There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh. We're here with Jim Price. and uh, Hey, buddy. <clears throat> hey, man. How are we doing? Not too bad. All right. We, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the world's spinning, and as the world turns. That's right. <laughs> as the world turns. And so Jim's going to be back with us here just in a little while. We're going to bring in Dr. Kirk Elliott and talk about the yeah. financial state <laughs> of our country. Kirk, how are we doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm I'm looking at these numbers that are coming out, and it, it doesn't reflect reality. No, it doesn't reflect reality. I mean, supposedly retail sales bumped up, right, even though we've got this massive inflationary pressures that we're hitting. That doesn't make sense, especially when you couple now the report also that, that just came out that does actually reflect reality, and that is, the bottom 90% of Americans, which is like everybody, right? It's like they're just excluding the top 10% of wealthiest people in the country. Their debt is now up to $4.3 trillion, their consumer debt. So that doesn't include houses. That's just consumer debt, right? So it's like, oh, my goodness, we're, we're a debt, a country that's ravaged by debt. And when you couple that with the inflation numbers that just came out, the CPI, half a percent increase over the month, which is, this is kind of ugly because what happens is you've got the Fed that's saying, hey, we've got to slow down inflation by raising interest rates, and we're winning, right? Because they're bragging about over the last seven months that inflation is coming down and wages are going up. You know, Biden talked about that on the State of the Union address, which, okay, that's false. <laughs> you know, when, when Biden was saying, Hey, fact check, you know, some of Trump's stuff, you know, well, fact check that statement that he just made because it's, it's not real. Wages are down 0.9%. Inflation uh, just went up half a percent in the, over the last 30 days. So what does that mean? It means that their raising of interest rates isn't working, right? And this has been what they're saying is, oh, this is working. We're winning. We're winning the war on inflation. Well, this actually just caused a pause for everybody to think, wait a second, maybe maybe the raising of interest rates actually isn't working. Inflation's still going up, right? So, so we have to look at a couple different things. Number one, inflation is simply an increase in the money supply. Mm-hmm. That's what causes inflation. But then, you know, people say, well, Kurt, just heard you and Josh talking, you know, in the last couple of weeks, how the money supply M2 is decreasing. It's like, is that a contradictory statement? It's like, no, it's not. There's there's a couple different money supplies, right? So M2 money supply is the money supply that's in banks, checking accounts, savings accounts, money markets, and CDs. Basically, you're pretty much readily liquid funds. That's come down $500 billion, right? It's like this is they're shrinking it. They're pulling money out of the system in preparation for central bank digital currency. So that's happening, but it's like, well, how can you say the money supply is increasing? Well, there's another money supply 
that's actually all of the money created. Not the one, not the money supply that's in the hands of people that we can spend. They're just printing it to fund the debt ceiling increase, to fund all the stimulus programs. To, you know, that's the money that, that's in creation that the Fed is actually using to purchase worthless U.S. treasuries and mm-hmm. add it to their balance sheet, right? So, so that is increasing. That is the root cause of inflation. But when you add to that the fact that they're pulling money out of circulation for people to spend, it's like, okay, that's an economic contraction. If, if they would put money into the hands of people, it's like that movie, Field of Dreams, you know, build it and they will come. Well, if you create the money then then give it to the people, then we're going to spend it, right? So, But they're pulling money out of the system. Well, at the same point, they're printing money like there's no tomorrow to fund all these different programs. That's the root cause of inflation. That's why the total overall money supply is increasing, but it's it's money supply that the people don't see. So now they've got themselves backed into a corner. It's like, wait a second, we, we're raising rates, and and here's my my expectation: is that they're going to have to start increasing the rate of growth of interest rates again. You know, because they've been using the the messaging that hey. We, we were growing at three-quarters of a percent a month for a few months, and then we got to go down to half a point increase and then a quarter of a point last month. I bet it goes up to a half a point again the next time they do it because they're realizing their raising of interest rates didn't actually slow down the inflation. The inflation's now still increasing. So, so this is a problem. And the other news that's actually going to make this even worse is is remember well of course you do but i'm this is, this is a remember to all the, the listeners um when we talked over the last few few weeks to even the end of december when the g7 nations signed that accord that capped russian oil at 60 dollars a barrel mm-hmm. when oil was 79 dollars a barrel well, that putin was gonna hey we're gonna not sell any any oil to any of the nations that signed the stupid accord well that's that's happening right so so Russia is, is basically cutting off sales to those G7 nations. What did that cause Biden to do? Um, actually, just yesterday the news came out that he's selling 26 million barrels of oil from the U.S. strategic reserves. So that, that brings it out into the market. That should cause the price to come down because that's what the messaging does. But in reality, that's like one day's worth of oil. Right? I mean, it amounts to a hill of beans of difference. But the messaging is, ooh, don't worry, we've got the supply taken care of because Russia's not selling it to us anymore. So, so as I start to connect some of these dots, um, the, the price of oil is going to explode, just like Dmitry Medvedev said that it would, the former president of Russia, when, when they did this, it's probably going to go to $150 a barrel, which is doubling from where it is today. But is not going into the strategic oil reserves basically held back for times of war, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. when you can actually access the strategic reserves because during wartime, you don't want to be subject to the, the Middle Eastern nations, OPEC, saying, hey, we're, we, we're not going to give you oil in times of war when you need it for machinery and everything else, right? So, so he's dipping into that, which means are we potentially in a wartime economy? You know, so I'm, I'm thinking about over the last two weeks, what have we had? We've had four 
spy hot air balloons shot out of the sky with F-16s and F-22s. Well, that's an act of war in our airspace. And weirdly, there's other weird stuff that's happening that I don't believe is coincidence. You know, you've got the big, huge train derailment with the chemical, you know, cloud, you know, in Ohio. You And then, I mean, trains can, can derail, right? But three trains in one day, one in South Carolina, one in Houston, and then the big one in Ohio that's actually going to, that toxic cloud is, is that vinyl, what is the name of the vinyl chemical? Chloride. That's, vinyl chloride. Vinyl chloride is, is that that's. But going into the ground, going into the water supply into the Ohio River Valley, and is killing animals, right? It's killing fish. It, but yet, oddly enough, that's okay to still drink, right? When fish that live in the water are dying, but they're saying it's okay for us to drink. Insanity, right? So, so that's going to have a huge economic impact. But to me, when you have three things happen, three train derailments, when trains just don't derail, right? It's like... Is this something going on to cause fear into the hearts and minds of people? So people say, government, you've got to fix this. You truly, you've got to fix this. Things are spinning out of control and we're scared, right? So this is exactly fitting into the narrative of Klaus Schwab a couple weeks ago at the World Economic Forum that said 2023 was going to be the year of poly crisis mm-hmm. because they need crisis for them, for people to accept the horrible intrusion of privacy and loss of freedoms that central bank digital currency brings our way. Is this happening? Is that more of a wartime economy when all these things start happening and and Biden dipping into the oil reserves to actually try to keep the price of oil down because the economy is so fragile, we can't afford any more higher prices. And it doesn't fit into their narrative that they've actually fixed inflation. I mean, there's weird stuff going on, Josh, right now, weird. It, it, there is, and <laughs> I don't expect it to get better anytime soon. The the rising of the gas prices is one thing that I think it's going to take Americans off guard because you're right, we're depleting our strategic petroleum reserve. This is a a national security risk. People are screaming about it. Congress is screaming about it, and they're doing this just to keep the gas prices artificially low. That's eventually going to run out, and we just saw today – in response to the shooting down of the one Chinese balloon, China has came out and threatened countermeasures against the U.S. because of this shootdown. This came from a Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokesperson, Wang Wenbin, who said that they're going to use everything within law to fight back against the United States because of this egregious violation of uh, taking the Chinese balloon. So legally... How can China do that? Well, economically. So I I see China operating economically to make the U.S. hurt. Sanctions through force. And this could be taking Taiwan. This could be going in and controlling Taiwan. Expanding their their whole presence beyond the Straits of Taiwan. Whatever it might be. So we're going to talk more about this here in just a minute. We'll be back with more Dark Lecture right after this. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. 
and secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. <laughs> All right, back with the Dark Delight Show. Now, Kirk, you were just talking a minute ago about how household debt is up massively. I think you were saying like $3.4 trillion. Now... I find it really interesting that that is up while disposable income is down over $1 trillion, one of the highest it's been in probably, what, 60, 70 years. So what we're really seeing here is that people are living paycheck to paycheck, have depleted the majority of their savings, and have no money to the point where they're maxing out credit cards, taking out loans and going into debt just to survive. Is that a correct assessment? That's absolutely correct, and that's what those numbers reflect. You know, it's exactly, I mean, sometimes when you isolate charts, it's like, oh, man, this is down or this is up. But when you put them together, it actually paints a really good picture for where the economy is. When income is down and debt's going up, it's like, oh, my word, it's, that those two together is not a leading indicator technically, but, but it's a perfect leading indicator for me of where the economy is headed, right? And so what's that going to put pressure on? That's going to put pressure on American families of spending, which if people stop spending, that puts downward pressure on the stock market. As people start to take money out of their bank accounts, right, and not replenish them, not replenish the savings accounts, not replenish their checking accounts because they truly are living hand to mouth. Banks are strapped for capital. So this is 
This leads us to uh, another interesting topic, really, is, is I saw a video on Russian Times, um, and it got me really thinking. It's like I should tell everybody how the banking system really truly works, right? Because when, when people put money, deposit money into the bank, they assume that it's there. You know, you see all these pictures of banks with their big marble pillars and, and vaults, you know, just expecting it to be full of cash and it's a safe haven for their assets. That's not true, right? Because what the, the purpose of a bank, you know, according to this video, and it's 100% accurate, is, is not to lend money. The purpose of a bank is to take your money as depositors and invest it for their own pocket. Right. That's what banks do. It's like the biggest Ponzi scheme in the world, which is the whole concept of fractional reserve banking. Josh is is you put in 100 bucks and let's say the reserve requirement is 10, 10 percent means they lend out 90 percent of what you put in. They only keep 10 percent back. Well, during covid, the, the Federal Reserve changed that reserve requirement to zero. So banks don't have to have any money on hand at all. Right. So so they're they're actually ripe for a bank run or for a collapse. Well, you you now let's put that into perspective of what banks do. When you put one hundred dollars into your checking or savings account, what are the banks doing? They're investing it. Right. So what's happening to the economy? It's collapsing. Stock markets coming down. The bond markets coming down. People have lost one point five trillion dollars in equity in their homes since May alone. Well, so all the investments that banks were using your money for is the same exact stuff that we're feeling as individuals. It's like, man, stock market's collapsing, bond market's collapsing, real estate's coming down. What do we do? Banks are doing the same thing, except they're using your money to do it. So when the economy starts to cycle down and it slows down and it goes into correction and collapse mode, your, your funds in the bank aren't safe. Because they're, it's not just sitting there in the vault waiting for you to take it out. They're making money with it. And when, when markets are coming down and crashing, so is your money. When they have a 0% reserve requirement, there's hardly anything left for you to actually pull back on. That's, that's not safe. So, so to me, as you look at banking, it's, it's like the ultimate in Ponzi schemes, right? Because... People are putting their money in there, and they're using it, and, and it might not be there for the people to get their money out. Isn't that the definition of a Ponzi scheme, that the money's really not there? They were using it for their own benefit for something else. So you look at that, and but it doesn't just stop at little local banks or regional banks or credit unions or big national banks, the, the big boys, right, like Bank of America Chase. It also goes up to the Fed, the Federal Reserve, the Bank of Banks right here in America, right, because... You look at their balance sheet, what do they have? They're the largest purchaser of U.S. Treasuries on the planet because nobody else wants them, not when, when the BRICS nations are, are in Saudi Arabia getting rid of the petrodollar. Well, there's no demand for U.S. Treasuries there. Oh, but the government still, the Treasury Department still needs to sell them to make money to fund our economy so the Federal Reserve is buying them. What's their second largest asset? Mortgage-backed securities. Right, so what's happening? And, and if you look at a chart of the Federal Reserve and their holding, their, their value of mortgage-backed securities is, has gone parabolic over the last decade. Well, now that's starting to come down as trillions of dollars are leaving the real estate market because of loss of value. So even the Fed is, is in a bad economic state. And so what we have to always realize, 
is when we invest, we want to be minimize our risk and maximize our return. Money in the bank isn't as safe as what people would think. In fact, it's not safe at all. It's it's cloaked in in a in a you know an outfit of safety. You know, people would say, "Oh, my money in the bank is the safest thing there is." No, they're doing the exact same thing as as everybody else is doing and investing your money into a collapsing economy, which means they don't have enough in there. And then when people are what we just talked about are living month to month, they're stripping their disposable income is down. They're not replenishing their bank accounts. They're they're going into even more debt, which means who issues credit card debt? Banks. Is there a propensity for people to not pay their credit card payments when they run out of money? Of course. So not only are their internal investments, their credit cards, they're not going to be receiving payments as bankruptcies are about to explode, but their, their investments in stocks, bonds, mutual funds are coming down as well. This is not a good sign for the economy moving forward. Just banks aren't safe for people's assets. So, Kirk, before I ask you what we should do, what is the threat right now with China threatening countermeasures of China doing something economically to the United States, like dropping a whole bunch of dollars back onto the market, a whole bunch of bonds back on the market, or, yep. or cutting off strategic trade? What are your thoughts? Well, both of those things, I think the first one is the biggest threat. They still have maybe $900 billion, almost a trillion dollars worth of U.S. Treasuries that they own. Well, if they were to dump those on the open market, flood the market with them, U.S. Treasuries absolutely tank. And, and the government doesn't have any inflow coming in because there's nobody to buy them except for the Fed. Well, what's the Fed going to do? Print money to actually buy those, to, and, and that'll cause even massive inflation. So... So that's economic warfare at its finest. When we were talking, we're in a wartime economy earlier, there's numerous kinds of war. There's geopolitical war. There's conflict, you know, with like tanks and guns and airplanes, mm-hmm. right? There's economic warfare. We're also in a world of social warfare. Everybody hates everybody for every reason under the sun, right? It's, it's everything that we look at is conflict, conflict, conflict. So the second thing that they could do is simply, okay, we're not going to export goods and services to America, Right. We're, we're just, we'll just cut those supply chains. Now try to get your stuff. Because when, when Biden came in, see, Trump was going in the right direction on this when he was president. He was making America great again, bringing manufacturing back to America, trying to get people to buy American, right? But, but now when Biden came in and Pelosi negated all of that, right, it's like, okay, we're still basically slaves to the global economy and all these other manufacturing countries. 70% of everything we consume is still an import into America. So, and China is the largest exporter in the world of goods. So if they cut off supply, well, then we don't have anything, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have what we can to sustain our economy with goods, services, agricultural products, things, right? Because we're still so dependent on foreign goods coming in. That could devastate us immensely. Now, imagine like the chips. The, the microchips coming from there, uh, the components. So even for American companies getting their components from China, they've got us by the hairs on the back of our neck saying, yeah, we, we won't even allow it for you to actually finish production of things that you're working on because we're not going to give you your component parts. This is economic warfare at its finest. And they, they have the ability, sadly, I wish I didn't have to say this, sadly to actually conduct that with, with excellence if they really wanted to. Man. Oh, this is a scary situation we're going into. Kirk, 
we got about a minute and a half. What are your thoughts on what Americans should do right now um, to, to protect themselves? Well, tangible assets, something that's real. Like what we just talked about, your bank accounts, they're not real. The stock market's ripe for a correction. That's not real, right? People's incomes aren't there. So when you invest into something that's real, that responds well to inflationary pressures, that's like gold and silver, precious metals, complex, but not paper versions of it. Don't, don't hear me wrong on that. We're not talking about mutual funds, uh, mining shares, you know, ETFs. We're talking about physical gold and silver. It's the best way to protect yourself in this economy. And then we just keep moving forward from there, allocating monthly dollar cost average, roll over your IRAs, your old 401ks, you get out of your brokerage accounts. Don't have too much money in the bank because the banks don't have enough, right? So, so there's all a balance, and we can help people navigate through that. Awesome. Kirk, thank you so much for your time today, my friend. We'll see you next week. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. Yeah. And Jim, I was just talking with uh, yeah. Kirk there and talking about how China has threatened mm-hmm. countermeasures against U.S. entities after the spycraft shootdown. Um, Bring it. Interesting. Something, China must really want that balloon back. Bring it. <laughs> it's like you want your stuff? Come get it, boys. You know, they, they talked about, even Jim Jordan commented on the fact that our United States military watched them launch it from the east coast of China, and they tracked it the entire time. And now how is it that how – again, this is – okay, so we're talking about it, right? And we've talked about this. What is – these are the shiny objects. They're letting you see this. What else is going on? We had the, the, the laptops the, the, the class, or the classified uh, documents, um, the, uh, the 1,200 uh, bio labs that were running in Taiwan – uh, I mean, what what else? What what's going on out there? That I mean, is this them trying to keep us away from the economy? We're we're going into war. See, this is the, that narrative, the the mm-hmm. the war drums, right? And it's what they talk about the drumming of the war. You know, boom, boom, boom. Here it comes. The war's coming. The war's coming. It's covering up all the other stuff, right? Is that why we're seeing it this way? Um, that's that's my assumption. I mean, I, I'm looking at this as well as you and saying, you know, what is really going on here? What is the current geopolitical situation? Because it seems that there's just a lot of chaos going mm-hmm. on in the world. And typically when you have points of chaos like this, something is about to break. The dam is about to break. And that's not right. a good thing. Um, especially with the war ramping up in Ukraine, the U.S. sending uh, Abram tanks over with DU, uh, depleted uranium rounds, uh, right. Russia mounting a massive, uh, getting ready to mount a massive offensive towards Ukraine, which was supposed to happen two days ago and never happened. And like I, exactly what I said it was going to happen. And then China right. coming back threatening, basically I think they're going to utilize economic um, um, po- uh, economic policy to to hurt the U.S., um, well, just quit sending us our medications. Ninety percent of all of our medications are made in China. Just done. Well, the problem with that mm-hmm. is that anything that China does economically to the U.S., they're doing to themselves as well. It's a right. symbiotic relationship. So yeah, well, we feed it, them. So that's that the ninety ninety. We yeah. send them nine percent. They the ninety percent of all the food they consume comes from America. Period. 
and the 90% of all the pharmaceuticals we get comes from them, period. But how can we trust them? How do we know what the purity quality of these things are? They're not actually trying to go back to them. Uh, they were doing it in formula. Remember, what, 10 years ago? Remember the whole lead and baby formula thing and dog food? Why have we forgotten about that when China was doing those things to our kids? Well, you this know, is- it, it's kind of funny, too, because I guarantee you the same thing's happening over China with food from America. Americans are poisoning us. They're putting GMOs <laughs> in our foods. It, I, I guarantee you it's just like that over in China. Come well, on. Well, you have to do it with the – you have to do it in Mandarin, though. I don't oh, well, think, I, uh, I don't want to be – I don't want to be that person and do the Chinese accent. But like, You sounded you know, a little redneck when you were doing it. I don't know if there's Chinese rednecks or why not. Why are Americans <laughs> sending us food that's GMO, genetically modified? My El Camino is not it's running. Got, <laughs> it's got toxins in the food. And, and yeah, like I guarantee you they're saying the same thing, okay? Oh, right. Well, well yeah. you know what? Right. Screw I, I, that. We're going to put lead it. in the baby formula. Like, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> know. you know, quite it honestly, is... when we look at this situation is that uh-huh. – this is an incredibly volatile situation. China right. is going to push back. I think it's going to be an incursion on Ukraine, but there's going to be a massive global distraction before that happens. I think most likely what they're waiting for is they're waiting for the U.S. and NATO to get involved in the war in Ukraine before they go into Taiwan. And the reason I say that is because if the United States enters that war, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be so stretched in the sense militaristically that they right. won't be able to protect. Do you just make that word up? Militaristically. Yeah, militaristically. I'm just that's asking a for that's a okay. real word. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Just ask that's a, that's just asking for word. a friend. Come on. Sounded cool. I just thought you know militaristically. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I derailed you. Um, well, and and in that line here, uh, the the war between Russia and Ukraine has become a conflict of attrition. Uh, but Ukraine's running out of bullets. They're running out of freedom fries over there. And so we got to get together with uh, Red Cross and do a bullet drive for them because we got to help that whole thing out. That's going to draw us into it, right? Because now yeah. we're, we've given a Minuteman. We've given – oh, wait. Have we dropped off the F-16s yet? I mean I heard that we were going to give them like 12 teen of those or something. Well, I think it's Poland that's number. actually giving them, them the F-16s, and they're coming in as aircraft parts. <laughs> and they're coming in unassembled, and they have to assemble them. Is this like the Johnny Carson song with the Cadillac? I got it. I got it right off the line, one piece at a time. Right, and it's uh, it's all the different years. Like, what year is this one? I don't know. Just just put it together. Jets fly fine. Just random parts you put. What is that gonna? We need to make a meme of that. Like something kind of a junk together little F sixteen going. Hey, the Ukrainian. Uh, you know, version of the F-16 has now been delivered, fully assembled. I don't know. Some assembly required. That's crazy. Those F-16s, people don't realize that they are not able to fly. They're, they, the, uh, the digital control that's in an F-16 maintains the stability in flight. There's no uh, true, like, aerodynamics because all it is is a rocket that the pilot sits on top of. And uh, I did I, that was my job in, in the Air Force, F-16 maintenance specialist, crew chief, so – Kind of know the old bird, but and when you take the the jet engine out of it, there's nothing left. That's all all jet. So pretty amazing. But I can't imagine just walking over there. Hey, it'd be like me or you. I mean, it would be cool if we could buy a jet. Do we have jet money yet? By the way, I don't know do if you want to check the money? budget or not. Do we have Do we have uh, fighter jet money to go buy one? I don't think we do. I don't think we even got Volkswagen money at this well, point. Well, you know, but, it, it, it's interesting, Jim. I was reading this article on uh, Russia Russian Times. And mm-hmm. it was pertaining to the UAPs, UFOs, and the Chinese balloons. Right. 
And they came out and they said, and this is a really good point. They said it's really interesting that the United States is putting in, in a sense, they said in, in a few less words, is that the United States is putting on this theatric th- show of balloons or unidentified craft in the air, quote unquote. Right. Um, at the same time, the defense budget is being divvied up for next year where there's a strong emphasis on space-based weaponry and defense. So they're foretelling the future. Well, yeah, basically Russia is saying that the reason why this is happening is to convince the American people that it's a good thing that we put more money into our defense budget to basically build weapons and defense systems, offensive systems in space. Wow. <sighs> Which good times. I, I agree with Russia that this could be definitely mm-hmm. part of it. And I agree with the United right. States that we need to. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, whether I, whether the deep states run in this country or not, I, it's still my country. <laughs> like, you right. know, oh, we, absolutely. We still need to have the strongest and best military with the the, the best, uh, you know, parts, materials, weapons and offensive and defensive systems. And we still need to dominate all the domains that we can potentially dominate. I don't want the United States to lose in anything, even if we are right. the aggressor and trying to take over the world. Well, sh- <laughs> you know, well, let's win. Right. OK, like yeah. let, we're going to do it. Let's do Victory. it. We'll worry about our government later. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, victory, victory, that's our cry. Um, well, yeah, we this, this is a time in the world where we get to see this unfold. And here's the thing. Because we are going back and mining through history, right? Me and you are, are referring to past history events, historical patterns, those kind of things, to describe and, and be able to articulate what is going on right now. The whole balloon thing, the the noise, the this, the that, and, and the money part of it, the chemical part of it, the food part of it. it we're, we're ciphering through all that because most people will be lulled to sleep to believe that we're talking about UFOs now. Um, I mean, that's okay. That's a, that's a normal fare on, on the nightly news. And so now we have to be able to do that. But what a great time to be able to see all this. We're unfolding this in real time, and I hope people really see the value of this and take action in their lives and be able to be, you know, be more prepared. We have that alternative, alternative well, have a different mode of commerce and uh, those kind of things in your local set. That to me is the big part of it. Other than that, um, we had uh, we had another uh, chemical spill south of Tucson uh, yesterday, and then we had what two more trains go down. So I don't. Well, know. yeah, I've, I've been talking about this for the last few days now. I was actually on Stu Peter's show the other day talking about this. Um, we had mm-hmm. one in South Carolina. We had one in Texas. We had this uh, this tractor trailer that dropped a whole bunch of nitric acid um, in in Arizona and Tucson. We obviously have the fallout of the East Palestine, Ohio, uh, Ohio River Valley has uh, been contaminated as far as 250 miles south. Uh, we have now mm-hmm. people coming forth, um, families coming forth with small children with what seems to be the effects of um, um, lung and pulmonary irritants. This is the Fosgen that I've been talking about, which is a weapon used in World War One to kill over 85,000 people that's created by the, um, the heating of vinyl chloride. And so, right. you know, for, for everybody out there wondering, um, we're in an ecological disaster right now in Ohio that is spreading south like cancer. And the people mm-hmm. in this town are going to be forever damaged because of what's happening there. And the question is, and I, I'm glad that Tucker Carlson actually asked this last night. 
Right. He goes, are these just random train derailments or is this something more? Is this an actual an attack on America? And I'm starting to think that these are no accident. Oh, that like these six, things uh, that are happening. Sleeper are, cell type deals. Yeah, like this doesn't make, you know, here's the thing is train derailments happen a lot. The, tra- the railroad infrastructure is very, very old. But still, when you start looking at the amount of railroad crashes and derailments that happen each year, it's absurd. Right. It's like 1,700 yeah. trains derail each year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, you yeah. know, if, well, that's if what we talked about yesterday. Like, the, who's the crew that's cleaning this up? And they've got to be behind schedule because that's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, train uh, cars don't weigh 100 pounds. These are tens of thousands of pounds and – Plus, they're usually remote and getting equipment in and out. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, So we'll be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. We'll talk more on this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Come ride the little train that is rolling down the tracks to the junction. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. Yes. And uh, oh. man, there's so much, 
yeah. so much stuff I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> I know. Let's go <laughs> to the, let's go enough to the time. Calls. Charles, how are we doing today? Oh, good, good. Hey, how are you? I'm doing um, well. What can we do for you? Hey, okay, I'm going to make this quick. I, I didn't intend on calling. Um, I, I had two theories, one about the Super Bowl halftime show, but if we have time, I would love to tell you my theory, but... When you met, when you guys mentioned about the uh, the aircrafts that Poland is giving to Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like mm-hmm. in a model kit, um, could it be possible that it's not really going to Ukraine? That it's really going to the elite's army? Um, and the only reason why I say that is, I, and I'm I'm kind of sure that I, I learned it from you, Josh, that uh, that there's a submarine out there that's that's kind of missing, not the uh, Russian submarine, but uh, something that um, I, I believe they went to fire on the Air Force One back yeah, when th- Trump was president. Yeah, that, that was a long time ago. That was back in yeah. 2018. And that was the USS Richard B. Russell, which was a decommissioned submarine utilized by who we consider to be the deep state. Now, I'm in agreement that Ukraine has been utilized to rebuild this cabalic army and that their military is being built there. And, and you're right. Anything that we give to Ukraine is going to be a part of that military force. And I don't trust it. I don't think we should be giving them anything. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll see. So you, you get, you got a point there, Charles. Um, now, do you have time about the Super Bowl one real quick? Okay. Um, well then, okay. This year, so far, it's been the theme of red. Uh, you have the the red Biden speech. Uh, you have the recent Grammys uh, with the, you know, Satan dancing, whatever. I didn't watch it, so I don't really know for sure. Um, and then with this year's Super Bowl, you have just the one color red, but the whole platform was all red. But all the dancers were all in white. And the one thing that I noticed is they all dressed the same. They all looked the same. Like, there is no female-male sex. It was just a one-sex dance outfit. Everyone had, like, the whole top half. Everyone literally looked the same. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's just so... It's kind of going with the whole conspiracy aspect of not really having a gender. Right. Well, you know, transhumanism, it goes into the uh, the 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 sexual uniformity and, and you're right. And then also it touches on the the satanic belief system that is taking over the minds of people all over the place. And so, Charles, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for that clarification as well, because you're, you're absolutely right in the sense of the symbolism that is going on and in. And, and, you know, if we go even from 2012, the current date, we see the symbolism within the halftime shows. Um, in mm-hmm. 2012, I believe it was the Super Bowl halftime show, they had nurses um, dancing on children's hospital beds with the Grim yeah. Reaper walking around with masks on. And That's the right. on. So it was representing the pandemic mm-hmm. in a sense. I saw it on the Super Bowl, so it's normal now, right? That's uh, right. normalize that type of behavior. I think the the whole thing. I'm I'm gonna tell you right now this this whole thing with the the, the mafia thing going on over in the Ukrainian area, and the reason they're trying to be so protective of that because they don't want anybody going there exposing it. 
this idea of a separate world army that's outside of quote unquote the U.S. Army, the the NATO effect, Russia, China, that actually makes a lot more sense to think of like a third tier army that's being you know fully funded, a mercenary effect, right? And that what we would say, and that what we would say those the Z's on the tank the side the side of the tank, so those are mercenaries um, that are going on in Ukraine. So why wouldn't they want them to get some of these elite type aircraft and and uh, munitions as well as you know the Patriot stuff and all the other things? That right there makes a lot more sense to why we're having this rush towards armament and uh, they're running out of bullets, that kind of narrative. Right. Man, that makes a lot more sense. That really does. A third – a third. what would you call – what would that be called? Because it's, it's not it, – would it be a mercenary or is it – because they're not going to say they have a flag. They're going to be – what country would be the flag that they're – you know, they're not saying Ukraine's going to take over the world, are they? Well, no, no. But it's definitely the capital city for the globalists, so – it becomes right. interesting, right, at that point. Mm, that's, that's, that's the part where it's like, oh, yeah. That's, so, yes, boys and girls, those of you who have uh, silver, gold, and brass to cover your butt, that is what the – that right there is why I say that statement. I think that makes a lot more sense to what we're going into here. And then the idea, the continuation of, like, he was talking about the Super Bowl and the red with the white was a lot like the Grammys with uh, – uh, Smith and all that, or what was his name? Anyway, I don't care. Um, but he uh, he was up there doing the red dance thing too, and all that stuff. Did you see him in the balloon outfit afterwards? Yeah, Sam Smith. The, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's horrendous, <laughs> and I didn't even know who the guy was until the Super Bowl. But one thing to pay attention to, and I and I guess I will. Uh, Jim's going to be here for the next hour, but I'll I'll leave you all with this: is that okay? There's. There's a lot of things happening. Chaos is the friend of evil. When you start to see things getting massively chaotic, confusing, things don't make sense, this is when your enemy is getting ready to strike. This is the art of war. Mm. This is what's happening right now. And this is why a lot of us are saying something big is coming and something big is going to happen relatively soon. As well as the symbolism, the evil, the satanic symbolism is ramping up faster and faster. It's becoming more and more apparent. It's becoming more and more public, which is telling you the same thing, that they're getting ready to do something. Probably very, very evil, like a a black swan type of, of false flag event. And I just urge people to be prepared financially uh, with supplies, food, water, these types of things. Dr. Kirk Elliott, we had him on today. Give him a call, Mm -hmm. 720-605-3900, or visit getgoldtoday.com. MyPatriotSupply, redpills.tv slash patriot. That's that's the web address. But be prepared. Go to the local store. Buy some canned goods, $5 worth of canned goods, $10 worth of canned goods. Uh, non-perishables, you know, have a way to defend yourself and protect yourself. Have a way to get access to clean water. Have a way to clean water, chlorine dioxide tablets, these types of things. Right. And, but, and be uh, able to do it without computer chips. I mean, think about right. what you have and, and what, you know, the generator you have. Is it just simply a carburetor, you know, without all the electronic you know, computer stuff behind it, those kind of things. So don't rely on those things. Think of it right. as In the advent Amish, of an EMP, right? guess what's going to happen? Your vehicles aren't going to work. They're they're toast, yep. absolutely toast. Everything becomes a, a big lead weight. Um, so that's you know that's what we got to think about. I mean, what do we have that's uh, that we can use in our daily lives that we can do that? And and again, you know the what is the you know the the, the spoils goes to the, those that are best prepared. 
uh, because you'll be around. You'll be able to, you know, take care of you or your family or your neighborhood as well. But knowing your neighbors, that's a big part of it right there. Guys, get to know your neighbors. I don't, you know, kumbaya, whatever you got to do, but get to know your neighbors because you don't want to do, you don't want to get to know your neighbors when things aren't going right because you may not see the best part of them in that moment. If you know them now, you'll understand them better then, and things will be better in a transition. But don't wait. Don't wait to get to know each other. That's that's the, the, the silly part of it. So, Josh, it's been uh, it's been fantastic, though, right? What else? Oh, the train. Th- what, do you have anything else on the trains? Do you have anything else coming together? On the so I, I covered a lot of that the last two nights on the Daily Dose podcast where people uh, want to check that out. I do think that there is something happening here, that these are attacks on our infrastructure here in the United States. But well, guys, you'll be joined by Jim. Yep. Yep. Guys, you'll be joined by Jim the next hour. I'm out of here. Yes, I'll sir. see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right. Welcome, guys, to the Dark Delight Show here on WYSL. Thank you guys so much for being here. And, you know, as this, all this stuff is going on around us, we're including the, the, the train derailment stuff, right? We're, we're including the balloons, we're the UFOs. The, I mean, we, we, why are we not talking about the UFO over here on uh, Lake? I mean, that's Lake Huron. That's kind of a big deal. That's really close to home. Some of the other stuff was a far, far away because obviously it doesn't matter when it's way away from us, right? And even though it... It's, it, it impacts us all. This is the world we're living in where all these things are going on. But it, it, we were talking uh, off air here is that these train derailments, these train derailments that we're seeing right now, remember, if you're wanting to slow down or impede the supply chain, you don't have to do it through, through old China over there. China doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be the boats. It doesn't have to be the shipping containers. It doesn't have to be the dock workers. It doesn't have to be all. If you have derailments and you're not getting the derailments fixed, you're leaving train cars in the way, you're leaving tracks undone, well, right there's your supply chain issues. I mean, we have an enormous amount of our daily life things going on rails, and this is a real thing for us to actually sit and go, oh, well, this is not a thing, but it absolutely is. It's absolutely right in front of us. I think this is a bigger deal here where what's going to happen when we're going to start seeing what, what some bridges collapse? You know, we've already got a water issue with – so Ohio does a two-for-one, right? We, we knock out the rail cars. So the rail cars is not – you know, now we got the, that whole train – you know, that whole train line is, is uh, defunct right now. We, can't, we have to go around. Well, how, that causes a lot of other problems. And then you have the water issues. And then you have the, well, I guess it's a three-prong as well. You have the air quality issue. So air quality, that's going to dissipate over time, and that will go away. But the long-term effects of the water pollution that's going into all this, how long is that going to take before we are actually seeing that has diluted away? I mean, is this days, weeks, months, decades? 
Are, are we going to see that the Ohio River Valley is going to go dead because of the chemicals itself that are going into the water are going to kill off the vegetation and the and the wildlife in that area? See, these are all parts you have to ask that next level question on where is this going to go for us? What's it going to look like? You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal. You know, it's just just a little bit of chemical spill, you know, no big deal. I'm going to just move on. I'm going to wash it down. I'm going to send some guys in the creeks with some sticks and some nets, and it'll just be fine. We'll just pick up the dead ones and move along. But here's the problem. Whatever killed the fish, if those wildlife in that area, let's say fox, let's say, you know, if you have bobcats, mountain lions, and things like that in the different areas down through the Ohio River Valley, which is a large area, they start eating these fish that come floating up. Are they going to eat them? Or if they do eat them, are they then ingesting those chemicals and then they're going to pass as well? So this is a problem. This could be a chain reaction. And it goes back to the whole chromium stuff with uh, the Aaron Brockovich movie and all those things where they told us exactly how they polluted an entire family or not family, but an entire city was killing them with cancers. This is a real thing. So this is warfare, but it's slow. It's a it's not a. I've said this in the past, and I'll say it again. I'm going to probably say it a lot more going into the future here. Uh, the guys, the big red flash on the horizon, the big bomb that goes off that makes all this happen, and we're all like, oh, the war is here. You know, I can see it right there, right there where those flashes are at, right where those where that went off. Guys, I, I, this we're in the middle of the war right now. We are at war. And you can say because your electricity's on. Well, there's electricity on in Kiev. There's electricity on Afghanistan and Iraq and all these other places that are having these ongoing wars for millennial, right? But yet we're over here like, well, Jim, and there's just there's been no disruption here. We're fine. We got all everything we need. Well, humans are adaptive. People tend to be resilient in a lot of ways, especially Americans. But just because we haven't really had the big red flash on the horizon, the big bomb go off, whatever you think that the next world war should look like in that moment doesn't mean we're not at war right now. We're absolutely in financial war. We're in social war where we're being told now that we don't know what a man or a woman or whatever it is. We're, we got the whole uh, chemical war effect of polluting our foods, polluting our drugs, then putting us on drugs to con- combat the other things that they were putting in us. We have the fentanyl crisis. I, what, what kind of war do you want it to be? You want it just to be where we get in the big big lines like they did back at, during the Revolutionary War when uh, the English style of, of armament and battling was to stand in a great big long line and shoot at each other, and it's just big target practice for whoever can shoot their musket straighter? I mean, that's the, you think that's what war is going to look like in the future? I mean, we're talking about they're telling us UFOs exist. The government, the mainstream media – Hey, yeah, there was a UFO. We shot her down, and uh, success, boys. All right, cigars for everybody. They're 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 talking about this openly. It's openly being talked about. And you think that the war is going to be us just shooting our muskets at each other? By the way, your potato in chief gave out a really great uh, motivating speech. I saw a clip of this, and I'm not. Sure. I have to look back on the data when this was actually said. But he was talking about how he would defend his home with his musket and his cannon and all these other things, because that's the only kind of weapons that are acceptable according to the Second Amendment. Now, going down that path is actually something a little bit uh, scarier, is we do, have, we do have people out there saying that they want to put tracking devices into weapons. Maryland Democrat uh, state representative pushes bill to require embedded trackers in guns. 
this is a real thing. Uh, Pam Queen, a member of the Maryland House of Delegates, uh, filed HB 704 on February 6th. Her bill mandated that an embedded tracker be added to all firearms. Hello? They're going to put these trackers, they want to put these trackers in guns. Do you see the slippery slope? When you when you restrict someone else, they get to restrict you. And anytime we allow for a little bit of strict restriction here, a little bit of restriction there, that's where this all starts tumbling downhill and we start getting ourselves out of control. Guys, this is a this is the this is a war on every single front for your kids, for your folks when they've got the death panels. According to Medicare, Medicaid, and Obamacare, there is a group of people that will make a decision whether your care is worth it. Your recovery is worth it. If we fix this person, we get them back into society, how can they pay us back? It's all about ROI, return on investment. That's what medicine has turned into. So then you have, you, you, you've got the, you got your elderly, you got your young. I mean, what else is it? They're coming after you too. They're coming after your wife. They're coming after the manhood of our, our country. They took the fathers out of our country a long, long time ago. Remember this. This was all part of the member the the suffrage unit, the suffrage movement that you know, like, oh, we gotta have women's suffrage. Well, then it just didn't stop from there. And it kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And then it became feminism and all the other stuff. And now it's social justice warrior stuff. Remember 10, 15 years ago when we talked about how crazy politically political correctness was? How far have we come from there? How I would love to go back to the initial political correctness stuff back then. I would love to go back to that level because what we're doing now. There's nothing that can be humorous. There's nothing that we can talk about that's funny anymore, the things we used to have fun with and do things about. But no, 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 this is all making us race towards a utopia. What utopia is there really in the fact that we are limiting speech of everybody and everything on earth? And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm, I, I'm go back to this again. When we start doing this, when we tell others what they can and cannot do, they can do the same to us. And if we're not defaulted to a freedom, then we're defaulted to incarceration. And that goes from the thin blue line to the teachers, to the pulpit, to your grandma. Anytime you want to do that, you limit someone else, they can limit you. And this is a slippery slope when you say certain words can't be said or certain things can't be this or that. How do you think that, how do you think that they came up with the idea of limiting you and what you can call someone's pronoun? Again, I've told you guys I'm, I am not a big English, you know, English lesson kind of person. I, I really liked, you know, I, I liked getting out of class, English class. I did not like going in there and doing all the, you know, diagramming of sentences. But now we have people telling us that through English, the English definition of pronouns by using what pronouns are, that is now limiting the rest of us to be able to be able to talk to them or identify them because they have pronouns. So this is a slippery slope we're going on where we have this problem over and over again where it's like, well, my pronouns, but this is only like 1% to 2% of our entire United States population that's doing this. But the rest of us are over here trying to figure out what they're talking about, which I guess in a lot of ways defines us as being great people, that we do care about others and we do care about those that are less than, that we think, you know, that lesser group of, right? Not that they're less than, but there's a lesser group of us, right? Those smaller group over there, they're saying something. What, what is it? What would you, oh, I'll let, let me listen to you. We're being, we're being nice. We want to, you know, we want to have that discussion. We want to be a part of things. But yet we can't because then they start doing the tribalism. Well, you don't respect me for this. You don't respect me for that. It's a, an aggressive. It's this or that. You're threatening my life by not using my whatevers. And I'm like, how do you get there in your mind that you think that words can somehow now kill you or maim you or make you what? Remember this. Remember this. I'm only defined by how I act or react in a situation. I'm not defined by someone else's actions. 
And so I need to make sure that I'm the right person at the right time. We talk about this a lot, right? That when we have these people out there trying to project their stuff onto us, we don't have to take ownership of that. We don't have to be involved with that. And we don't have to fall for their lunacy either. That's This is one thing that we need to start standing up for ourselves. But again, we've been told everything that emotional is real. Everything that's emotional is real. So when you've got a, a little kid that wants to, to take an umbrella and get up on the roof and they want to jump off because the umbrella will allow them to slowly descend to the earth, are you going to let them do that? Well, I mean, some some parents might, you know, like, all right, go ahead, see how that works out for you. But, the, you know, just because the kid has an imagination that they believe that they can float away like Mary Poppins with a, an umbrella doesn't make it a reality, doesn't make it real. But we have people out there saying, well, I feel like an attack helicopter, so you have to respect my authority. That doesn't mean anything. That's not reality. It's not based in reality. But, you know, it's like, you do you, man. You want to go be an attack helicopter? That's fine. But I don't have to pay for it. And I'm not going to change who I am and what I am because you decided to be something weird today. I'm going to move on. But this is all part and parcel to the war that we're in. This is a war. This is part of that. I had to over-explain all those things because we're in this emotional war and that's taking over our society just over and over again. And it's, it's the food. It's the medicine. It's the air. It's the animals. They're doing all this. You are in the middle of World War III. If you want to believe it or not, that's up to you. But we are under full attack. And, you know, whenever you guys want to stand up, then that's when the resistance happens. When you say, I don't want to participate in this anymore, that's when the difference happens. And we get to be those people. Now, guys, thank you for tuning in for WYSL. we got a commercial break coming up here. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skin care, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. 
The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to WYSL. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And it is one of those days. It's, I mean, we're midday, Wednesday, hump day. We're on the downhill slide to, I don't know, whatever is going to happen this weekend. <laughs> we don't, oh, we have NASCAR starting this weekend, don't we? We have the whole uh, that'll start uh, this weekend. I think it's uh, Florida is the first one. But anyway, uh, just going along the side of the things that we're talking about here, the Biden administration Department of Justice sent out 49 awards totaling $231 million to state territories and the District of Columbia. Now, see, District of Columbia, that sounds – where do I – where have I heard that name before? District of Columbia, that sounds like – Oh, Washington, D.C., the district. Oh, the corporate head of the United States. Again, guys, if you don't know your history, 1871, look it up. 1871, the District of Columbia was founded and it became the uh, title or the uh, flagship or corporate head or whatever you want to call it to America. Anyway, to assist in the crisis uh, of red flag laws as part of oh, – wait, wait, crisis intervention and red flag laws as part of the United States uh, you the the crisis is, is erupting, right? We're having a gun crisis, uh, but gun violence is actually down exponentially, according to FBI statistics. And uh, white men are still at a four times greater rate to be shot and killed by a police officer. But again, we're not worried about training or doing anything like that to learn to de-escalate a situation. We're going to just spend more money. Cow, uh, you know, more money that just seems to fix everything. Doesn't it? I mean, we've we've gotten. I mean, the, we've taxed for. We're taxing for pollution. That's fixed it. Um, we're taxing for. You know. Anyway, we. You know where I'm going with that. All right. The funds uh, were approved under the 2022 Safe Communities Act, a bipartisan gun control law signed uh, into uh, law by the Potato in Chief, uh, and it will assist in extreme risk protection order programs. That doesn't sound why – why do these always sound so weird? All right, state crisis intervention courts – intervention courts? We have intervention courts? State state crisis intervention courts and initiatives to reduce gun violence. Okay, how about we train everybody how to use a gun and those that have the guns understand that they can use them and then they don't have to be a victim to the guys who were dummies with guns. See, guns don't do anything. The guns don't ever – it's the individual with the gun. It's the broken homes. It's the fatherless homes. It is all of the known factors in our country that we know is the problem. When we took fathers out of a home, we took God out of the home, we took God out of our schools, and then you see where we're at. 
You guys see this. You guys are of the generation and understanding, the understanding. You understand. You, un, you, you have come to the conclusion to see that this has been a trickle effect over decades now. And it started with the silent generation. It started with World War One and going into World War Two, into Vietnam, where we don't talk about God at the kitchen table. We don't talk about religion at the kitchen table. And here we are, godless and and uh, lawless. I mean, we really are not paying attention to the Constitution, the way it was written, and how we limit our government. And our government should always be limited. Never the people. The people have all the freedom. The government entities, the government bureaucracy, the employees have less constitutional rights because they fall outside of those protections of the Constitution. So I digress. Uh, let's see here. This is intervention courts, initiatives to reduce gun violence, according to the DOJ release. Now, uh, the potato-in-chief, alongside 10 Democrats and 10 Republicans, you know, they should have to qualify to be called themselves conservatives. Don't they think that there should be like a, I don't know, is there a litmus test or something we should be doing here? But anyway, uh, they uh, was signed the Safer Communities Act into law in June after mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, uh, Uvalde, uh, Uvalde, Texas. So this was, remember last year we had all this sudden outbreak and then that allowed for some sudden gun control. Always works, right? Um, let's see. So the Safer Communities Act allowed federal funding to be spent on red flag laws and mental health courts. What do we do? We have a lot of courts I don't know about. I mean, I'm I am 51, and I would think I would kind of know about a lot of these courts, right? So I, this is a couple of days. so. There's this other one. What's this other court here? We we had up here in, in the article intervention courts. I didn't know we had intervention courts, and then we're saying that there are mental health courts that they're giving money to. Again, where are all these judges? Where are all these courtrooms? Where, Where's this jurisdiction for these people to go in and have all these courts? And uh, while also addressing the boyfriend loophole, the loophole allowed for someone convicted of domestic violence crime to own a gun if they didn't live with the victim. <sighs> you know, this is this the word, the word gymnastics, the... This is really it's it gets exhausting. So let's continue on. The Justice Department is working relentlessly to protect communities from violent crime and gun violence uh, that often drives it. Um, well, how see what do we see every time uh, the bad guy is stopped with the first good guy with a gun? That's how this all works. So we're seeing this over and over again play out in our society, but yet we're not able to participate in that because. Well, we're going to have red flag laws. And I mean, what is this? Again, I got to look this up. This whole intervention courts and the whole mental health courts. This can't be legal. It can't be part of my constitution. But what do I know? Uh, The funds will assist in extreme risk protection order programs. Or red flag laws. They're repeating themselves again. Protecting communities from gun crime is an urgent public safety challenge. How about... The almost million was it was it uh, is it almost a million people die at the hands of a doctor saying oops every single year, but yet we uh, we don't even have remotely like ten percent of that. We don't even ten percent. We only have like one percent. Yeah, it's like one percent. One percent of oops, I uh, killed a patient by a doctor is actually gun and we to comparable uh, gun violence deaths to. Now, see, by the way, what they do, now, guys, you know, you guys know this, that they actually lump in suicide in gun violence death. Uh, if you take suicide, if you take gun, gun, uh, suicide by gun, you take that out of the gun statistics, literally, 
it is like you would actually there, – there's no subject for gun violence at all in our country. This is a fact. I'm not making this up. If you take the suicide deaths by gun out of the equation, the FBI equation for gun deaths, you will find that there is almost a it's, – it's less than 1% of all violent crimes are actually gun-related. It's, it is that you're actually more likely to fall and hit your head and die or to be beaten with a fist and die. It's like at a 10 to 1 ratio to gun violence. No, no, seriously, guys. It is, is that low? Gun violence is not what they keep telling us. They keep telling you, hey, it's so big, but they keep piling. It's kind of like the COVID death stuff. See, remember the government's here to help you. Remember the government made sure and told you that, by the way, all these people were dying of COVID, but we didn't have any flu deaths anymore and all this other stuff, so that's fine. We'll just suddenly have all COVID deaths, and then nobody will notice, right? If you take out suicide by gun, it absolutely drops it almost to a zero sum. And I know that doesn't sound sexy to a lot of people who want gun control, who want more background checks, who now want – uh, guns to have trackers in them, like that won't make it more expensive. I mean, guns are already kind of uh, an expensive item in our daily lives. You think putting a tracker in there is going to be cheaper? And where are you going to put it? I mean, guns are kind of built to effectively do their job, to do their job in a certain way. They're not extra plastic. There's not extra carbon fiber. There's not extra wood. There's not extra metal. There's not extra things on there for this this device to be on there that's going to be GPS tracked. I mean, that's going to mean you're going to need to put batteries in it. You're going to have to then make sure it's hooked to Wi-Fi. I mean, this is like your uh, ring camera, right? That won't go bad. So now someone hacks into the gun tracking system, and then they know where the guns are at. So in your house, so they know right where to go get your guns. So if I'm a bad guy and I got a little bit of computer savvy and I hack into the the gun tracking system, I can then run into your house and know that your gun is not by your... See, I would be able to case your place. I know it's not in your nightstand. I know it's not on your hip because it's in the safe in the basement. All your guns are down there in that safe. So I go into your house. I know you're a dummy and you have all of your guns in a safe where you can't defend yourself. That's a, that's a thing. And you don't think the government would use that against you? The criminal mind can use it against you immediately. Why wouldn't they do it? at the government level too oh, anyway uh, you guys it's been great having you here in the second hour of Dark to Light on WYSL we've got a commercial break coming right up and we'll be right back Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you so much for being here, guys. And, you know, what a day we live in where we can, you know, just observe this in, in real time uh, right in front of our face. You know, uh, <clears throat> some, some of the dirty news, uh, stuff that doesn't make us feel good about the world around us, uh, Epstein's 95-page client list. Well, it's out there, folks, and if you want to go and uh, look at it, it's uh, it's kind of uh, I don't. It, it looks like so they got all their addresses: uh, Bill Berkman, Tara Bernard, uh, 
uh, Robin Berlin. I know these are not names that you really recognize, but I'm just cl- clicking through pages here to see what it looks like. And uh, it, it's actually kind of very office-like. These are like a corporate Rolodex. You guys remember what Rolodexes were, don't you? Remember the the whole little thing with a little card and you turned it and you, you know, and then you got to figure out, okay, did I put their name under their last name or the business name? How did I do that? And that's what we used to have thousands of numbers memorized, but now I'm, I'm trying to remember my own anymore. Uh, but technology is here to help you, right? Uh, but th- it's out there. These are Some of them just have phone numbers. Uh, some of them have emails. We could even, uh, this one, uh, a- Angie Evhart, uh, that's AKE722 at AOL.com. So those of you that are AOL fans, you guys can uh, look each other up and friends each other and talk on chat rooms. Um, let's see. Some of these are from London, uh, London. Uh, this is, uh, where is this one? Ham- uh, this is a uh, Hampshire, uh, Overton, Hampshire. Yeah. 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 It says, this is a list of all that. Now the dirty laundry is out there and obviously you guys are hearing about all the arrests and the raids on the homes of all these people who went to the Epstein's Island, right? Right. Have you, I mean, you're hearing about all the raids and all the people that are being picked up because the list came out. And they know exactly what they were doing on that island. They know. Okay, guys, let me give you a background too. Remember, Epstein's Island is an old Italian uh, submarine base. Uh, Galene, Galene, Gil, Gislaine, whatever her name is, uh, and who cares, right? She's the devil. Um, she uh, she was a submarine pilot. Uh, she had two registered submarines in her name. One was a deep dive uh, uh, submarine, and other one was a, other one was an observational one meaning it's low pressure, uh, you know, short dive stuff. And so she had those two register her name. And also she, she talked about it. She talked about it openly. I think she was even on some stages and doing some big speeches about how she was working uh, to be a really great submarine pilot. Well, and then we know how that ended. And uh, so, yeah, there's a list of important email addresses. Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, he's got a uh, mindspring.com, a yahoo.com. And AOL.com, let's see, he's, uh, what is it, Win, window, W-A-N-E-D-O-O dot F-R. I did not know that was a thing. Uh, Ghislaine's here. She's a GMAX1 at MindSpring.com. What is MindSpring? Am I, did I miss something on the Epstein's thing where the MindSpring was, did you, have you guys heard about this? Tim Newcomb, uh, Nocum Newcomb, uh, Charlie Palmer, Joe, uh, Christopher... I don't know who this guy is. He doesn't have a last name. But these are all, looks like on a dry erase board or a notepad. Uh, these are all part of Epstein's blacklist or black book that he had here. Uh, David Copperfield. Well, that didn't end well. 702-235. You guys can look it up yourself. Uh, David Cook, Palm Beach. And uh, for some reason, a witness. What is this? Witness and something, uh, chat daily. Oh, that, uh, that right there, folks, is why we really got to get better with this. We, we really got to get some justice for these people that are out there and have been had suffered at the hands of these guys. And uh, this is the world we're living in, right? So, uh, and so that whole thing, that whole thing, we know, we know Supreme Court Justice, the, the, uh, the big boy up there, he's been he's been to Epstein's Island. He's been on the flight logs. We know about all the celebrities. We know about Joe Biden selling an acre of land to the uh, head umpire and, and uh, the lead umpire for the Major League Baseball. Uh, they James Biden sold the guy an, an acre of land 
landlocked from the beach, landlocked from roads, landlocked from any utilities. We know that that, that James Biden sold this guy an acre of land right across the water from Epstein's Island. We know all these things are out there, but we're not actually getting any justice, and this is why we all feel icky. We see the two-tier justices, and we know where our J6ers are still sitting in jail. We know that this is a problem. We know this is an issue. And here we are. We're not getting justice. This With this list, we knew what was on this list. We knew all the creeps that have been there. We know what's going on. So... Don't, don't don't go like, oh, really? The list is out? Oh, I can finally find out what's going on. This has been out. This is wildly been out there already. But this is going down in the same way that the whole Hunter laptop has gone down. It's taken way too long to normalize the conversation. A lot of us are early adapters in these things, and we figured this out early on. And we've had to repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse the story back out to get people to uh, understand, right? Understand, to comprehend what's really going on in the world around them. Uh, And this, hey, you know, we need, we need, we need some backbone. We need attorney generals. We need sheriffs. We need, uh, we need the U.S. Marshals standing up and doing something about this stuff. It's right in front of their face. It's easy it's easy fodder. They can just get this taken care of right away. <sighs> now, do you, I, I just want to—I want to get all that out. I, I hope we all can. I hope you guys are keeping your lunch down. I know it's a—it's lunchtime there, and uh, thank you for sticking around. But that's a problem for us. We don't look good on the world stage here. We really don't. But by the way, this is all part of the world stage. Yeah, this guy was internationally known. Did you hear the, the the thing that they were talking about? They're saying that now he was – they're trying to say – they're trying to backdoor this story. Now, this is something I've, I haven't completely processed yet. But they're saying Ghislaine and Epstein were actually working with the Israeli intelligence to go in and to, uh, under, to go in and have dirty laundry basically on all world leaders. Now, the sad part of it is it almost kind of makes more sense that he was able to have access to all these people and all this funding – but then you see the Israeli connection and the intelligence there where you have to go, okay, was this really a thing? Were they being manipulated by the Israeli intelligence community? And were they then manipulating world leaders across the globe because they got them to, you know, they enticed them with these different things? There's some people out there that got some questions to answer on that. And it's just one of those things out there. I have not yet to be able to confirm it. I don't have a lot of good information on it. But it is one of the new theories that are are going around. Now, a theory means that we have to go out and test it. We have to go out and prove it. We have to set up a process and then see if we can do it forwards and backwards a few times to make sure the information stays the same. So that's what we got to do. Now, let's go on. You guys just had lunch, right? So let's let's talk about lunch. You guys want to talk about lunch, right? Elementary school kids in the Netherlands have been brainwashed to eat worms. Well, how was that? What is the word brainwashed? What do you mean brainwashed, Jimmy? You're, you're saying that they're brainwashed. Well, it's because you you keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again that creates a pattern in the person, and it creates a pattern in a group of people, and then it creates a, a pattern within a society. That's basically that's that's a long, short version of gaslighting, brainwashing, mind manipulation. You know, peer pressure. Remember, peer pressure. It's not peer pressure. It's just your turn. This is a real thing. So elementary school age children in the Netherlands are being brainwashed to eat worms. According to a video by the Dutch news outlet RTV, Oost, O-O-S-T, I, don't, I hope I'm saying I don't care if I'm pronouncing it right. Anyway, uh, the brainwashing campaign was first launched 
at the Octopus Primary School in the city of Zuel, Zuel, Z-W-O-L-L-E, in the northeastern province of, uh, I don't know, what, Ashwagandha, I don't know, over, over Giselle. Um, as a part of the campaign, the school's canteen, which would be their lunchroom, served mealworms, uh, lupin worms, and other bugs for students to try. Well, just try it, Billy. Just try it. And I don't know what Norwegian names are over there, but I'm using American names because we're in America. Uh, Susie, try the bugs. It's, you know, they're, they, we clean the poop out of them, so they're fine. They're healthy. This is not a big deal. Pupils from the, uh, uh, this is the name of the school, Octopus. Pupils from the Octopus School carefully uh, put the worm, mealworms in their mouth after initially hesitating to do so. Uh, members of the executive council for the such and such province, I don't know how to say that, uh, also joined in in having a bite of worms. Yeah. Uh, the government created 100 teaching pa- uh, uh, packets for edible insects. And so this is the thing. This is like a section of – we're not teaching them you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know, we're not giving them a better reading skills. We're not teaching them how to write, and we're not teaching them how to do math, which is basically – that's kind of the reason behind the education system, I believe. I don't think all the other stuff is absolutely necessary, and I don't think 12 years of government indoctrination of your child makes them a better human being. I think that makes them a better robot. You know, round pegs through square holes, you know, another brick in the wall. How prophetic can you imagine that Pink Floyd has become if you go back and listen to the wall? Um, this is a real thing. So anyway, uh, British governments to make uh, African kids eat bugs. This is going well. Well, if we don't like it here, we'll make you do it over there. Uh, It appears the Dutch and Welsh children are not the only ones being uh, groomed to eat this. Children in Africa, nation of Zimbabwe, uh, would be subject to eating insect-based porridge porridge foods. I don't know porridge. I don't know if that's actually how it's said. According to this, uh, to the piece, the British government is funding an experiment. Wow, that sounds good. In Zimbabwe. So we're going to experiment on African kids. I don't think so. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up here on WYSL. I'm Jim Price, your host. We'll be back here in just a minute. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. 
Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Well, that's uh, Weird Al, Al, Weird Al Yankovic's uh, "Just Eat It." So, uh, this we got to go on this. This is a little bit of a problem here. We this whole thing with these kids happened to eat bugs. I don't think that's to be a good thing. We're not. That's not a good thing. So anyway, uh, uh, let's talk about this. There is a cricketprotein.news. Uh, and if you want to, if you want to go out there and read some stuff about bugs. Uh, cricketprotein.news is uh, where you can find the article I was reading about the Netherlands here and the kids eating of the millworms. Now, guys, I get it. Your poultry, your uh, your bearded dragons, your uh, uh, your leopard geckos, your different things, your ducks, you know, your geese, they, they like those millworms, those dried bugs, the, the, all that stuff. I get that. That's fine. But let's leave it to them. I'll eat the eggs. They can eat the worms. How about that? I'll skip the process of eating the worms, and I'll let the chickens and that go on it. But anyway, um, a little bit of this is here at the end. The project describes stated that even though the uh, me- me- mechanism – this is this is their <laughs> – okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. This, st- this story is not good. This is bad. They're talking about children will be fed porridge with powdered mupane, mupane uh, worms and uh, soldier termites on a daily basis for a year, according to the project summary – Consumption of these two insects is a is culturally accepted. It's acceptable. It's fine in this African region that you just no, 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 no. This is not how we do this, folks. But anyway, uh, th- this is a real part of our world now, where they are trying to normalize this. And you know, they say as as uh, was it California goes, so does it go, America. Uh, we've got a lot of things to think about. I haven't really heard Gavin Newsom pulling any stops out to make sure that he's going to get us all on bugs, but I'm sure that's the next stage, especially after we have all these plumes of chemicals going into the atmosphere that are going to come down and, and kill the vegetation and the livestock off. I mean, we've already seen the pictures of the chickens going down. We've seen the animals and the dogs and the other things being affected by these gases. This is just one of those things that pushes you towards that. But um, uh, one more thing on the FAA administration – they're uh, they're kind of ignoring a few things here, and this might be concerning if you're thinking about getting in that big bus in the sky. Uh, Federal Aviation Administration continues to ignore pilot vaccine injuries despite mounting evidence. 
That sounds fine. Uh, January 27th, Steve Kirsch wrote uh, uh, on his uh, Substack, the FAA is not investigating any pilot injuries, disabilities, or deaths as it is associated with the government chemical, the coronavirus, Mexican beer flu thing they, they said that we were all going to die of. Remember, remember, folks, just three years ago, your government told you everybody's going to die. Stay home to flatten the curve. And I'm living testimony that I didn't do that. I refused to be locked out of my home. I refused to quit doing what I like to do in my daily life. And I live my life and I'm still here. I, you know, in fact, they got me to where I, I don't do the bleaching thing around my house. I, I quit using all these chemicals in my daily life. I figured out that our bodies and our, our, you know, our bodies have amazing, you know, defenses and amazing things in it already. And then when we use bleach and cleaners and things like that, we're actually depleting our own immune system. But anyway, uh, let's going on. They know uh, they know about the incidents, but they're not investigating it. This is a problem. Uh, when contacted, they have no comment as to why they are not investigating these incidents. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I got to at least do it once a show, right? You know, English is uh, my first language, and I'm not very good at it. Uh, the official story is we haven't seen a problem. <laughs> Wait, didn't we just talk about a couple of weeks ago where there was a plane that had just taken off and the co-pilot had to turn the plane around because the pilot had just died mid-takeoff? Isn't that – did we all just glaze right past that? Oh, that's right, because we had the balloons. Oh, the balloons. Man, i tell you what. How simple are we? We're kind of childlike that a balloon just makes us just look into the air and – with glimmer and hope and like, oh, look, the balloon, we're so excited and we forget about all the world's troubles. The corruption is at the highest levels. Federal Air Surgeon Susan Northrup and the FAA Deputy, um, the Deputy uh, Minister Bradley Memes, I've spoken to both of them directly. They are doing nothing to fix any of the problems uh, I've identified and aren't interested in talking to the injured pilots. Wow. Kirsch has been taking action. Kirsch, I thought I think I got his name right. K I R S C H uh, has been taking action to try and contact the FAA regarding this issue as well. He states that on January 27th, I filed a complaint with the White House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure, and also pl- uh, placed a call into the Chief of Staff, uh, Representative Sam Graves, who oversees the committee. Graves is a pilot, and hopefully, w- this would resonate with concern. So, right there. Um, it's the act of doing nothing, right? Just, just uh, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to worry about this or that. We're not going to do that's fine. We're going to not do that. Oh yeah, we got to do this. We can't do that. Oh wait, we're going to over pursue January Sixers. We're going to hunt them down with their cell phone ping, you know, IP addresses because they were near the building. We're going to go put them all in jail, put them in solitary confinement. But we're going to ignore where the government chemical that you told everybody to line up to for free. It's free. It's free. Go get this as fast as you can. We're going to do all these. We're going to have a map where you can find where you can get them in Walgreens and CVS and your and your everybody. Pharmacists are going to be able to give you this injection that's going to make your life better. I mean, what? So we put all this effort into these things, and now we're seeing the backlash of this. We're seeing where this is not a good thing, that this is not ending well. And nobody's going to take a look at this. Nobody's going to take it seriously. When you've got these airplanes that have got two, three, four, five hundred some people in these airplanes. Don't you think it's a problem if both of the guys on the yoke are jabbed? Don't you think it's an issue? Don't you think we should be, you know, and, and it, when I got my pilot's license, 
everything that I did in my pilot's license training to get my license, to go through everything, to do my solo, to do this, to do my cross country, was always about redundant safety systems. You know, you do your flight following because you, if you go down, they at least know where you were at the last time, you, you know, your transponder was going off. You, you go in, you tell, you know, you got your, you got your prop check, you got your wing check, you got your oil, if you got any water in your fuel check, you do all these things, you check the oil, you check your magnetos, you check all this, you check your radio, you have two radios, you got two GPSs, you've got all these redundancies in there. And, and the idea that we, we have all that, but then the guy behind the yoke, well, you know, those are just guys. These these guys, these guys are fine. Don't worry about these guys. Um, if you are seeing a pattern of people dying, suddenly dying, died suddenly, whatever you want to call it, and you're putting these people behind the wheel and you're not paying attention to the government, that's willful. That means that you are purposely going the other direction not to see what the problem is right in front of you. That is an issue for me. And I want to be able to believe that the pilots out there are re- having their safety redundancies checked. And I want to make sure that those guys up there are safe. And I want them to be the healthiest guys. And I want them to be happy. But at the same time, we can't look the other way when we know some of them are dying. It's kind of like the thin blue line thing as well. We know that there are bad ones. But until they start getting honest and start telling us the truth about what's really going on behind the thin blue line, behind the the three-letter agencies, behind these pilots, behind the pilots' union, behind the teachers' union, once they start becoming transparent, we can start believing in them again. And the problem is is I'm going to stand over here on this side of things, and I'm going to say, listen, until you can be honest with me, until you can come clear with me, I'm not going to trust you. Oh, it's a federal offense if I'm not – Honest with the FBI agent. It's a it's a it's a felony if I'm not honest with a police officer or a policy enforcer. It's a felony if I don't tell this person that thing or this person that thing. Oh, but they can sit there and willfully lie or willfully deny or even put us at risk, our safety at risk, because they're not willing to look at the real problem. This is where we this is why we have that inside of us. That's why the government doesn't feel good to us anymore. This relationship has become very abusive. This relationship is not an honest one anymore, and we should be thinking about this completely different. All right, guys. Well, it's been fantastic having you guys for the additional Dark Delight show uh, here on WYSL. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been fantastic having you here. Guys, uh, we'll see you tomorrow, and you guys all be good to each other out there. Bye-bye.